Hello, today is Tuesday, July 19th, and you're listening to Understanding Christianity's mini-podcast, Strength for Today. As we go through the book of Philippians, I'm Pastor Sean Cole here in Sterling, Colorado at Emmanuel Baptist Church. Thank you for listening to our podcast today, this mini burst of encouragement. We are in Philippians chapter 3, so let's read 15 through 21. Let those of us who are mature think this way. And if in anything you think otherwise, God will reveal that also to you. Only let us hold true to what we've obtained. Brothers, join in imitating me and keep your eyes on those who walk according to the example you have in us. For many of whom I have often told you and now tell you even with tears, walk as enemies of the cross. Their end is destruction Their God is their belly, and they glory in their shame with minds set on earthly things. But our citizenship is in heaven, and from it we await a Savior, the Lord Jesus Christ, who will transform our lowly body to be like His glorious body by the power that enables Him even to subject all things to Himself. If you remember, Paul has been giving this extended testimony about his past life. He was a Hebrew of Hebrews. He was this legalistic Pharisee, and then he, he was found in Christ. He has been a new creation in Christ. He desires to strive towards knowing Christ more deeply. But now here, in verses 15 and 16, Paul is going to give three commands to the Philippian church. First of all, he again focuses on thinking. Let those of us who are mature think this way. And if anything you think otherwise, God will reveal that also to you. He says, be like-minded. This word think is the same word he used back in chapter 2, verse 5, of have this mind among yourselves, which is in Christ Jesus. In the the book of Philippians, the whole idea of thinking or having the same mind, this root Greek word, shows up about eight times. So we have to ask a question Why is it so crucial that we as believers experience this same thinking, this like-mindedness, being of the same mind, thinking in the same way? What happens in the life of a church when there's not unity? There's not like-mindedness. What if you would disagree wholeheartedly with somebody? What if you have issues with a person? What's your responsibility in the life of a church to be thinking the same way? Paul says it's a true sign of Christian maturity to have this desire to obtain Christ as the prize, as we looked at yesterday, to know Him more fully. In other words, a true sign that you're growing as a Christian is that your passion for knowing Jesus is growing more intimately day by day. You want to spend more time with Him. You want to think this way. Let those of us who are mature think this way. Paul's saying, listen, the sign of maturity in the Christian life is forgetting what lies behind, straining toward what's ahead, and seeking Christ as your all in all, cultivating that intimacy with Christ. That's the sign of maturity in a believer. But secondly, Paul issues a warning to those of this perfectionist heresy. If you remember last week, we looked at those who believed that they could somehow obtain sinless perfection in this life. And Paul warns them that God will reveal to them the error of their ways in thinking that they can become perfect. 
It says, only let us hold true to what we've obtained. Let those of us who are mature think this way. And if you think otherwise, God will reveal that also to you. If any of you think otherwise, if you think that you can attain perfection in this life, if you think that you can reach a state of sinless perfection, God's going to reveal that to you. You're going to struggle as a believer. You need to strain toward the prize. You have not arrived yet. Paul's issuing a warning to these people who think that somehow they're never going to struggle in the Christian life, that they're going to reach the state of sinless perfection. There's never going to be a a, a spiritual battle, this let go and let God. I can reach this state of, of sinless perfection. Paul says, listen, I'm giving you a warning. God's going to reveal to you that, that if you don't think that you, if you're not thinking that, that you need to grow in grace and mature, God's going to reveal that to you. And then Paul, thirdly, gives an exhortation in verse 16. Only let us hold true to what we have attained. The ESV translates it, hold true. The NIV says, let us live up to. It literally means to march in a row as a soldier. The imagery here is to have a disciplined and orderly walk holding fast to the gospel. Let us hold true. Let us walk in step. Let us be disciplined together as an army, as a body of Christ, walking in step with what we have obtained. Now, remember the context in Philippians so far. Go back to chapter 1, verse 6. I am sure of this, that he who began a good work in you will bring it to completion at the day of Jesus Christ. Chapter 1, verse 27, Only let your manner of life be worthy of the gospel, so that whether I come to you and see you or am absent, I may hear that you are standing firm in one spirit with one mind, striving side by side for faith of the gospel. Basically what he's saying here is that we need to walk corporately as a body unified holding fast to the gospel to be disciplined in this to not be swayed by these false teachers that were trying to pervert the truth if you remember in the context of chapter 3 back up in verse 2 paul says look out for the dogs look out for the evildoers look out for those who mutilate the flesh there were these um, judaizers probably or, or, or jewish Um, sectarian heretics that were coming in that were trying to lead the church astray and Paul saying listen walk together in a row now think about this for a moment think about the important imagery of soldiers marching together in a row it's a really powerful image of how we are to live our lives together in community as Christ's church Paul then in verse 17 says brothers join in imitating me And keep your eyes on those who walk according to the example that you have in us. Now, at first, this may seem a little egotistical for Paul to say, Hey, imitate me. Walk like me. Act like me. But yet, God had placed him as the apostle who planted the church and was their leader. And God does that. God places godly mentors and examples in our lives that we should emulate. Now, ultimately, we are accountable to Christ We should follow Christ alone. We are disciples of Christ, not disciples of people. But there are biblical examples of us to model or to imitate the models in front of us, those who are stronger in the faith, those who are more mature. God has given those people to encourage us and to equip us. 1 Corinthians chapter 4, 16 
chapter 11, verse 1, 2 Thessalonians chapter 3, all these, Paul says, imitate me. And why do we need to imitate those that are mature? Because there's always going to be false teachers. In verses 18 through 19, Paul delivers his final blow against these false teachers that he started to really elaborate back in chapter 3, verse 2, when he says, look out for the dogs, look out for the evildoers, look out for those who emulate the flesh. He's coming full circle here. And he says, I've often told you, and I even tell you with tears, of those who walk as enemies of Christ and His cross. Paul's filled with tears because there are people walking as enemies of the cross of Christ. Now, in that day, they were specific enemies in the church in Philippi, but we see that today. There are those who are enemies of the, of the cross of Christ. They can be outright hating the message of cross. They can be ambivalent. They can be disinterested. Uh, well, however you look at it, there are those that are violently, aggressively opposed, and really it should drive us to tears. Paul is driven to tears because there are those that were going to be perverting the gospel. They were attacking his church. They were coming in and causing confusion. And as the pastor, as a leader, he, he, he um, cried tears of, of sorrow that this was happening. And so when we see uh, the gospel of Jesus Christ being so violently opposed in our world today, it should also drive us to tears. Um, things are going to get worse and worse in America. There's going to be more intolerance and we're going to need each other even more so to, to walk in a row like soldiers marching into battle side by side, striving together for the gospel against false teachers and against the culture so that we can hold fast to the gospel. Now, tomorrow we're going to see Paul's graphic description of these enemies of the cross. But for today, maybe you can spend some time thanking God for the godly mentors and people of influence in your life who've been models of godliness to you, people that you can imitate their faith. So maybe think of a person right now in your life that God has graced you with that's a, that's a good godly model of maturity and a person that you can imitate. And praise God for that person. Thank you for listening today on Tuesday, July 19th to Strength for Today. We will be back tomorrow, Lord willing. Until that time, keep your eyes fixed on Jesus. Jesus.